Hallelujah. So good to be back online, no matter what's going on. God's faithful. He feeds us. He watches over us. He guards us. And he keeps us. Praise God. And so let's look to him as we praise, worship, adore, and expect in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that we are not of this world, even as you are not of this world. Hallelujah. Thank you for keeping us as the apple of your eye. We worship you. We worship you today. We thank you for your keeping, your care, your gracious face shining upon us. Manta Krasta. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord cause his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord bless thee. And keep thee, the Lord cause his face to shine upon thee. Amashibara labariandarabakashta, menkolosto prezelibraka samalanderiande, ataveto roske praselito korataya, halamento romonje previste prapala jepresia, rohu fafalite palagende. Worship you, worship you. Le kotoko parakasi kalatamuroko sende. Grando roste frege bresti preludura kamadaya. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Krapazi karakale parakasia. Hallelujah, semuroko ste. Haleko sondoromo se papara sebre ne balmana kasanda. Oh, precious Lord Jesus, leproseko rapala grande. Amanando rosse prediste, precious Jesus, le poroco se praste fefende, e le mosambra la manche prasinke, alle brufende rieste prasuto re paparazzi anto. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, le prosocorete belieste, hallelujah, secrute papras de vevelo toporaziente. Hallelujah, 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 Seborokushte. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, Rapali Rosto. Rido somonderi abalasandorokeste. Jebarabakanderiste riandorosore malde. Blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name. Le no sore namande reste ramano sorobeshtara kamande hallelujah zebarana masera no sore barande asebarande we worship you we worship you we worship you in the name of Jesus we bring our thanks to you separadi karuse barante lebrose kemante bradaba shekarianda Worship and adore you, Mambradika Lusoriante, 
who alone is worthy, worthy, worthy. Mandaria soro kurianda, the Lamb of God. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, Rabazi Baranda Rabaya. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. 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 Oh, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Precious Jesus, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's open up our Bibles to the book of Hebrews and the 10th chapter. The book of Hebrews is uh, quite a rich book and has a lot to do with um, the Old Testament and the Jewish people because it's a book written to believers among the Hebrew uh, origin, those who came from the Jewish background. So there's plenty in there that will just be a blessing. And those of us who are familiar with um, basic doctrine and so on, you notice that we get a lot out of those uh, verses. Anyway, here in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, it says there in verse 7, Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will. Hallelujah. Praise God. And therefore you can see there's plenty in there already. God has begun uh, to show here that a certain dispensation was over. No more sacrifices and burnt offerings in that old covenant way. But rather, there was a body prepared for himself in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that that would be the sacrifice that was acceptable. But notice that he had his own will also. He would also be the Godhead but also uh, a separate individual with his own um, thinking, with his own soul, with his own uh, plans also that he would have to make choices uh, and yield to God just like any one of us, just like Adam would have. So God had told Adam to uh, go dominate the earth, rule the earth, take care of it and be the one who is in charge of it. However, there would be choices he would have to make. Temptations would be there. Challenges would be there. But he would still have to dominate and uh, rule and take care of the earth. In a similar manner, even prior to the fall of Adam, in similar manner, we have Jesus coming to the earth in a body and having to make choices uh, in spite of temptations, in spite of tests, and in, in the midst of all that, he would have to choose to do the right thing. Hallelujah. Notice he says, Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me, notice, to do thy will, O God. Hallelujah. You know, not to do my will, 
but to do thy will. Amen. So he had his own will and he had to choose to do God's will. Hallelujah. Let's hear Hebrews 10 and verse 7 also in Canada. Praise God. You can tell here that, uh, you know, sometimes we feel that we came to the earth to just do our will. And uh, that is, you know, clearly unveiled here that we are created beings that we were sent to the earth we were foreknown and uh, God knew us before time began and uh, we have a plan in God hallelujah and we have to discern and be led accordingly to do that which we were called to do created for amen and that takes some understanding notice in Ephesians 1 and the fourth verse According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Praise God. Notice that you and I have been chosen in him before the foundation of the world. And that it is his will that we would be holy and without blame, walking in love, living that high life which is not easy to Because it is not in the fallen nature, but it's by the Spirit of God, by the life of God on the inside of us. And it is his good pleasure to have chosen us, verse 5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Praise God. And there we have uh, ourselves right there, that we in this dispensation, the age of grace, the age of the church, have also been made his firstborn after Jesus. Glory to God. We are adopted into that dispensation as sons of God. Hallelujah. Given everything that Jesus has, and uh, thank God for that. The inheritance was given to us not by coercion, but his good pleasure, his will. Thank God that that was his plan, that was his intention all the time. Thank God. God was not forced, it was from his free will that he chose all of that. Let's hear Ephesians 1, 4 and 5 also in Canada. Amen. Praise God. So here we have this uh, clear laying out of scripture regarding us in John chapter 1 we are familiar with with verse 12 as many as received him to them gave he power or the original rendering is authority to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name and then he continues to tell us uh, something deeper the 13th verse which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. 
Hallelujah. So God willed that you would be here as his son, as his own, uh, not from any human uh, sort of chance, which we may think, uh, you know, brought us here. Not at all. But we were born by the will of God. Hallelujah. So it makes sense, therefore, to learn the will of God and plan of God for our lives individually and like Jesus, choose to do his will. Hallelujah. And not necessarily your will. Although there is going to be a test, a trial, a temptation. And Jesus had to pray about it at least three times, the same words, at least three hours. It was tough and... um, He said his soul was sorrowful unto death and in fact his blood uh, and his sweat mixed together because the vessels uh, in his, you know, skin erupted due to the pressure of having to do the will of his father, which, you know, we can barely imagine. Hallelujah. However, he finally resigned to his father's will. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Therefore, we also have this uh, choice to make almost every day and uh, every breathing moment to go with God's plan or our own plan. And thank God that we can decide. Hallelujah. I don't think we read John 1. Shall we hear John 1 also, 12 and 13? So you and I have been given a body uh, according to God's pleasure and uh, we had to make a choice to one day hearken to his voice and yield to him. And it must have come only through the inspiration of God, heaven itself uh, unveiling itself to us, the Spirit of God unveiling himself to us. Praise God. You remember um, in Matthew 16 how the disciples were around him and he asked them, Uh, what they thought about him and who he uh, was, you know, whether he was just a prophet or so on and so forth. And uh, the Bible declares that Peter piped up and actually unveiled him there from verse 21 of Matthew 16. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but that be um, those that be of men. So after Peter has made this great declaration about who Jesus was, he begins to speak almost immediately things that are against the will of God for 
you know, Jesus. And all of us have this maybe satanic voice or fleshly voice that is constantly coming to us and it's making suggestions and hints that seem to be helpful, but which be against the plan of God. And we have to deal with it constantly. Praise God. However, notice how Jesus addresses this heavenly revelation. Uh, verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Praise God. So revelation is the only way we can know the actual will of God and the plan of God. There's no way in the natural we're going to be able to find it out, even though we may have, like Moses, our own natural plans to uh, step into our destiny. They could be disastrous. So the only real way is for the Father, which is in heaven, to unveil the purpose of God for us, and there will be voices challenging us, you know, constantly to uh, divert. So there's a daily uh, course correction and adjustment that has to be done, very much like navigation, you know, whether by ship or air. You have to keep adjusting your coordinates and planning your life according to the will of God. Hallelujah. So many thoughts there. And... Uh, Praise God that even at that stage where he was not born again, revelation could still come to him. And he could understand the, the unveiling of Jesus there. And uh, wow, what a powerful thing. And so the grace of God can reach you and you will know that's the Lord. You will understand that's, that's the Savior. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, it says, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God call it Jesus accursed, that no man can say Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So the Spirit of God, you know, has to unveil what the Father has planned for us, and we need to rely on Him and know that the Holy Spirit is the one who is doing all of these things. Praise God. Maybe we can hear... Um, Something out of Matthew 16 also, maybe verse 22 and 23, first of all, in Matthew 16. And then you notice that it was because uh, the will of God for Jesus seemed to be terrible. He was going to be taken away from them, killed, but raised again the third day. And it was all too much for them. They had gone. Uh, to enjoy how this Savior was so real, this God living with them, Almighty Himself living with them in, in the flesh. It must have been amazing just living like that for about three years. And now He begins to say, I, I have to suffer, I must be killed, and then I'll rise up the third day. 
his emotions were involved, no doubt. And of course, the voice of the devil was there against the will of God there, trying to coax Peter into standing against Jesus, standing against the plan of God for the Lord. Hallelujah. So you have these interesting thoughts there. Let's also read uh, 16 and 17 also of Matthew uh, 16. Adakke Simona Petranu Pratyuttaravagi, Nino Kristanu, Jeeva Ulla Devaraku Maranu Yendu Hedidanu. Aga Yesu Pratyuttaravagi Avanige, Yonana Maganada Simona Ne, Nino Danyanu, Yakandare Raktamam Savalla, Manusharalla, Paraloka Dalliruva Nanna Tande Adanu Ninage Prakatisidanu Yendu Hedidanu. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you have the reality there. Notice from further down in the 24th verse these amazing uh, words. He says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Interesting words. <laughs> for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Glory to God. So you have uh, these kind of strong words there. This was a very um, important conversation. You know, Peter is there, Revelation is there, they have been told who the Lord is, and they, all of these voices are there, and then Jesus begins to give them some clarity on how to do the will of God. You may have to, in quote, lose your life, or lose your own plans, not hold tightly to your plans, so that it is not dominating you, that we may have to turn loose of our own plans in order to embrace his plans. Notice, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So there's an exchange in this whole thing that you may look like you're losing, but actually God never intends for you to lose anything. He's looking to see you gain. Hallelujah. He's a good God, but we have to trust that. You see, that leaning of our will to his will, that transition of he's a good God, his plans are far better than mine, I have no idea, it has to be revealed to me before I can understand how good he is, how his plans are so great. All of that is there with us, that is our infirmity, we just cannot see some things. We are so earthbound, we are so involved in our flesh, that we cannot see anything bigger than our own plans. We think we have to hustle, we have to take care of ourselves, you know, we have to preserve our own lives and all of that. Meanwhile, we don't know how we came to this earth. We don't know who we really are unless revelation comes to us. For it is in Him we live and move and have our being. Praise God. That's the truth. We do not live outside Him. If we think we do, we are merely following flesh like everybody else. Our true life is expressed in Him. 
That's where the values and beauties and virtues of God come out. You're a new creature. You are as he is in this world. You have the life of God. You have the power of God resident on the inside of you. You even have the mind of the Christ. In him we live truly and move and have our being. So we have to constantly deal with this because we are here right now. And Jesus, Jesus prayed about it, struggled about it. He had to pray in such a way that the Bible says none of us has resisted the temptation like that. Praise God. Resisted unto blood. Praise God. That was tough. That was, uh, once he had settled it, then he was ready to go through the cross and all of the separation with the Father and uh, the great exchange for us. And thank God he paid the price and brought us home. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But all of these things happen through revelation. It has to come from this book, uh, not just read as letters on a page, but rather the voice of God speaking to us. Hallelujah. And that's why we spend time trying to study it uh, and not be in a hurry sometimes, uh, going over the same truths because this is God's own mind. Hallelujah. It's as deep and wide as God is. And there is profit and there is loss. But God is always thinking about our profit better than any natural father. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's see if we can also uh, put this down. Uh, verse 24 to 26 also in Canada from Matthew 16. Praise God. Just imagine a God who made salvation so easy that you could just call upon his name and you're instantly given eternal, eternal life, eternity is guaranteed. Wow, you are in the family just like that. Wonderful Jesus. Can that God have a bad plan for us? I do not think so. Amen. But the thoughts that keep bombarding us are about self-preservation. Peter was trying to help Jesus there in quote saying, No, no, this cannot happen to you. You cannot be crucified. You cannot be killed. This is not right. And Jesus you know, called him out and said, you know, I know, Peter, you're trying to do all this, but that's the devil. You're not savoring the things of God. You are thinking like man, and man's thoughts can very much stand against God's plans. Hallelujah. And we need to be able to differentiate where that is coming from, basically. And it's not easy. Uh, we have been trained by our senses for so long. Uh, and now we have to learn to train our senses. We have been educated by our senses. Now we have to educate our senses. We have to flip the whole thing around. And that is where it is. And Jesus himself had to deal with it. And uh, we have to. Praise God. 
And that's what it's all about. Notice Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Wonderful. These are the thoughts he, have, he has for us. Thoughts of good, not of evil. The Amplified says, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. Hallelujah. This is what he's saying. Uh, we just appeared on the scene and thought that we, you know, just came by some kind of mystery and we're born of that family and and today by reading the word by the unveiling of the spirit of God you know that you came here only by his will you were not born of the will of the flesh don't be fooled you were born by the will of God you're not here by accident by just a biological mishap you were born from the will of God. He thought about you and me before time began and foreordained us. And that should give us a lot of security and peace. Hallelujah. That you're accounted for, you're thought about, you're planned for. He says, I know the thoughts and plans I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. Praise God. How about that? Isn't it lovely to know that God Almighty has planned for you to give you a good outcome, a final outcome. Praise God. Let's hear, sorry, Jeremiah 29, 11 also in Canada. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So you can see there that, uh, you know, these things are not uh, to be just taken lightly. <laughs> Praise God that there is a plan that God has and then there is your plan. And just because you're saved doesn't mean that you lost your plan. <laughs> your plan is still there in the, in the deep recesses of your safety and your safe keeping, your box, your deep thoughts. Amen. You have your plans which are, you know, hey, Jesus had his plans. But then he had to submit to God. And so God knows that. He, he, he understands where we're coming from and uh, you know praise God God has proven it but there is an exchange that has to take place where at some point we have to say not my will but yours be done hallelujah and uh, God help us all amen praise God the book of James uh, is is agreed that he uh, James was the Lord's half brother that he is the author of that book and um, it's a very interesting book to read if you want to see um, how things can be even though you are his half-brother even though you grew up in his house you know and you were with him and he's the savior he's the creator he's almighty God <laughs> but then oh thank you Jesus you never saw it 
what an interesting thing. You never understood it. Even though you were living with him, you probably thought he's just some strange fellow who thinks he's so great. <laughs> and it's hard to imagine. But um, glory to God. We must appreciate that uh, this is the will of God, that this is how he is. He's unveiled to norm, normal thinking, natural thinking. In First Corinthians 15, Paul talks about how uh, he was seen of various people after the resurrection. He says uh, that he himself saw the Lord Jesus as one born out of time, that uh, he was not, in quote, worthy to see the Lord and so on. And then in verse 7 he says, After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as one born out of due time. So you have this great witnesses of uh, his resurrection, and James was also there. So you can tell here that <clears throat> James became a believer only after the resurrection after he saw the Lord Jesus in his resurrected body and then he became a believer other than that he, he did not believe that he was you know anything special praise God in fact they thought he was mad praise God John chapter five, 7 verse 5 says for neither did his brethren believe in him that was the time when uh, you know he was living on the earth praise God so you can tell there that this had to come by revelation. It's not by natural knowing, you know. They, they could not figure it out with their own little brains. And that is how the whole generation and the whole nation missed their hour of visitation. Praise God. And these things have to be unveiled to us by the Spirit of God and a desire to transcend natural thinking. And that's the battle, you know, to live in this natural body, in a natural world, and constantly tap into the spirit realm and receive revelation from God by His Spirit uh, and be led to do His will, even if it does not agree with our will. Sometimes, thank God, our will is already primed and set in that direction, but sometimes it can be contrary to our plan and purpose. And then we have to make this choice. But God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. Major. Let's go to John 5, uh, 7, 5. And also, let's see maybe 1 Corinthians 15, 7 in Canada. And then 1 Corinthians 15, 7. Praise the Lord. So here we have the same James, you know, talking about all of this. And very interesting how, you know, uh, we have to get used to this. Now he is the leader of the church in Jerusalem. He is the one who has to stabilize things as the pastor. And you can see in Acts 15 that he had the final word there. Uh, he had all these good plans and uh, he had all this truth. And it's a very strong letter if you read James. You will wonder sometimes, is he talking to believers or unbelievers? I, I believe that um, 
Some of those verses are so strong that you know that there were also unbelieving Jews among the congregation. Otherwise, he could not have said such things. Uh, And we need to begin to understand that. He talks a lot about natural Jewish people, for example. He uses them. You know, he talks a lot about people in Jewish history in the Bible uh, more than anybody else. You will notice that he's bringing out human viewpoints. You know, talks about Sarah and Abraham and also about Rahab and then he moves on like that. And in the latter part, he also talks about Elijah being our example. He was not a perfect man, but he was a very, very powerful man, very anointed man. But, you know, he does not focus on the fact that he was anointed. He focuses on the fact that he was like us. You know, Elijah was a man. And so you can see that he was trying to explain how he was just so human, he did not understand Jesus, <laughs> except by revelation. And he has sympathy on us, that we also have to deal with all of this stuff as natural people, but be able to tap into the Almighty, hallelujah, by the Spirit of God, amen. So he brings out an example Uh, In James chapter 5 and the 10th verse, he says, Take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and patience. Amen. So he's saying, uh, let's not talk about the perfect one here. Let's talk about people who spoke in his name. Jesus is in a class all of, it, all of his own, you know, it's just up there. <laughs> Let's look at prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example for suffering, affliction, and patience. You know, the Lord's suffering was another level altogether. Hallelujah. But let's look at these people. He says, behold, we count them happy which endure. You know, even though we know that it is rough, the story is hard, their lives were bad and tough and harsh, but we are happy that they endured, right? Aren't we happy at the end that, wow, the guy stuck through it all and came out on the other side. Hallelujah. You see, that's the beauty of enduring it and not giving up. It's not easy. It was not easy for them, but we are excited that, wow, they stood through it. They didn't quit and throw in the towel. Amen. We count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Very interesting thought there. You could say that God's plan for Job, notice, was always a good plan. In the end, you saw the good plan how he was doubly blessed, how he lived long, how he saw four generations, how everything that was lost was restored to him, that that is God's plan. The rest was not God's plan. The rest was, you know, Job's fears and, uh, you know, opening the door, but God stepping into it all and in a position of almightiness, he allows him to also choose And when he adjusts his thoughts and agrees with God and says, 
I have spoken words without understanding. I abhor uh, myself. I repent. I turn my thinking around uh, in dust and ashes. And he's truly repentant. The will of God can work. Hallelujah. And then he goes to the next level of saying, pray for your friends. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. So we begin to uh, affect other people's lives and pray for them when we are in the will of God. Even though we are not perfect, you know, even though we make mistakes, we have compassion now on others and say, they need my prayer. Hallelujah. And God is able to affect others. That's why he says, when you pray, when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any. You need to pray for others. You need to bless them. You need to pray for them. You need to do good to them. And then God can affect our lives, change our lives. Amen. So we we are in this place of um, learning how God's plan is always the best. That we are the ones who make the mistake, not God. God has shown us in the life of Job. That man was a perfect man, I'm telling you. He was amazingly perfect. And he he boasted about him, you know, to the devil. And said, have you seen anybody like he's perfect, he's upright? When it comes down to what he did, the man was really amazing. Quite a great man, I'm telling you. Just following his, uh, you know, his declarations of how good he was, you'll be shocked. The only thing that nagged him was a deep concern that uh, his family was not on the same page as he was. That opened the door of fear. Hallelujah. That happens to all of us. We can be concerned and deeply moved by others in the family and it can affect us. All that happens, praise God. But God was not the the culprit here. God was not the enemy here. God was, you know, the good person. Hallelujah. Notice in the Amplified of uh, the same verse 11 of James 5, he says, You know how we call those blessed, happy, who were steadfast, who endured. You have heard of the endurance of Job. Of course, you know, he said things and... Uh, accused God of all kinds of things but you know praise God we, we learned something about endurance from him he said though he slay me I will follow him I will serve him <laughs> praise God you've heard of the endurance of Job and you have seen the Lord's purpose how he richly blessed him in the end the Lord's purpose So you can see this was the Lord's intention. This was his plan. What is God's plan? To richly bless you. That in the end you will know that God blessed you. See that is the plan. That is the good plan. That's the future. It's not to wreck your life, destroy you, make you a mess. This is God's plan. And how he richly blessed him in the end. In the end, inasmuch as the Lord is full of pity and compassion and tenderness and mercy. That's the Lord. Full of pity and compassion, tenderness and mercy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see? Glory to God. So from a compassionate, pitiful, tender, merciful God, uh, you know, come these plans that are good. 
not evil, to give us a future and a hope, to bring us to a blessed end where we say, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. And so we may not understand all of those things and how um, it's going to work out for good, how it's all going to work out for good. We may not understand, but thank God we can trust Him. We can get revelation through prayer. We can seek His face in the midst of it all and receive benefits. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's see maybe James 5 uh, verse 11 also in Canada. Praise God. So God has a good plan. <laughs> he has a good plan, better than you can even imagine. Because He has seen the day. He has seen the end. He has seen you standing before the throne. Before time began, he saw the end. He saw the end of it all before it all started. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So there's a lot in here that we must try to uh, unpack and study and understand. From the Lord's half-brother who did not understand him when he was in the natural but after the resurrection, he saw who he was. And he just humbled himself and worshipped him and said, if there's anything I can do, I'm ready. And God had already planned for him before time began. And so he doesn't look like, uh, you know, much in the natural, but the words that he has written, they are strong. Have you noticed that? They are really major stuff. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, just to know that I'm reading from the Lord's half-brother excites me. <laughs> Praise God. Someone who lived with him, who, you know, knew him in the natural and henceforth does not know him in the natural. Just like us. That Paul said, we knew him according to the flesh, but henceforth know we him no more. And so as new creatures, we have the ability to not know him according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So we are available for revelation. We can understand him by the Spirit of God. Amen. Notice in the 13th verse, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Amen. So if there's trouble in your life, where do you turn to? Turn to the Lord. Is there excitement in your life? Where do you turn to? Turn to the Lord. You sing to the Lord. Hallelujah. If you are in trouble, what do you do? You pray to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You are learning that this is how you can receive the end that God has planned. That you are not focusing on your ability or any person or anybody else but Him. Amen. Glory to God. When you are in trouble, you pray. That is maturity. When you are having fun and things are going well, what do you do? You sing to the Lord. You don't sing about how great I am, how great I am. No, you sing about how great the Lord is. Amen. Hallelujah. Is any sick among you? Then he comes down to this verse. Let him call for the elders of the church. 
Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. If he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Then it says, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. So he's not saying that we are, you know, lesser, lower, but he's bringing us up to that place where he's saying, there is a part of us that has all of these passions and these natural things going on. And uh, we understand. That's what he's saying. God understands. James understands. Hallelujah. He knows. He's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He knows what we're going through. He's not unaware. Hallelujah. He said, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. He prayed again. The heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. Hallelujah. Notice there, on the heels of that comes verse 19. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him. He's talking to believers. Isn't that interesting? That believers can err. They can go away from the truth. Hallelujah. And it's a believing person he's talking to. That you can restore that person. That you can bring that person back. That believers can be, uh, you know, sort of carried away by these emotions and these natural feelings and err from the truth. It can happen to any of us. He said Elijah was like almost in the mind of the Jewish people, whoa, this guy's too much. I mean... A chariot and horses of fire came and took him away to heaven. He did not even die. He's like God. And you and I know, uh, you know, that we can agree with uh, many biblical scholars that he is very, very much likely to be the one that comes as a witness during that seven-year period, at least for three and a half years, to be a testimony. Praise God. During that spot in history which is still to come, he's going to be one of those witnesses. Hallelujah. Such a person is now, uh, you know, chosen not because of how great he was, but because of the frailty he had. So he's talking about the endurance uh, in the midst of uh, all that natural stuff. He would be so great call fire from heaven and then run away from a woman. (laughs) Saying, take my life, suicide. All of these thoughts would come to him. He was a man who was, was like us, up and down. One day you're great, next day you're down. Emotions, feelings, you know, passions. All of this stuff that we have to deal with, he also had to deal with it. But when he would look to the Lord and focus on the Lord... Great things would happen. In the midst of it all, we can also press into God. Hallelujah. And great things can happen. 
Hallelujah. He, he's saying, look at him. Though he's a man of like passions as we are, yet when he prayed. The prayer of faith. He's talking about how if we tune in and listen and pray and follow the plan of God, we can still see the victory. We can see amazing things come to pass. Hallelujah. But we should not give up. Praise God. We should endure. Amen. Let's see if we can read uh, some other verse. Let's go to the beginning of James. Look at all of this, okay? And we're going to hopefully say some things. Praise God. James chapter 1. Look at verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. Now that's just going to be totally contrary to (laughs) our natural, you know, thinking. That's not the time to rejoice when you're going through trouble. That's the time to mourn and weep and hide your face and hide yourself and not show up and dress wretched, you know, not look good at all. Anybody can tell you're going through tough times. Amen. That's the time where you just cooperate with your feelings. Amen. You know, automatically you are adjusting according to your feelings. But here we are told to train our feelings according to the word of God. Not be trained by our feelings, but to train our feelings, to teach our feelings the word of God. Hallelujah. The Message Bible says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, (laughs) when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. (laughs) A sheer gift, really? (laughs) He says you should consider it like that. A sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Amen? Can you imagine that, oh, okay, it's time to consider it a gift when all kinds of troubles are coming. Notice the terms that are being used. Verse 3, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. That's when the faith life comes out and shows its true colors. Amen. Verse 4, so do not try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you can become mature and when well developed, not deficient in any way. Glory to God. If you don't know what you're doing, verse 5 says, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help and won't be condescended to when you ask for it. He won't say, pooey, weeko, you came to me. No, he'll say, I love to help. I really want to get involved in this. If you can look to me now and just ask me for understanding and counsel and wisdom on what to do with all of this, while I'm supposed to be counting it joyful and a sheer gift and excitement. Meanwhile, there's pressure from all around. Very interesting thought. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, verse 6 continues. Ask boldly, believingly. Notice the message. Message translation uses the word believingly, you know. (laughs) Without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like 
wind whipped waves. Hallelujah. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way. So there is going to be a tendency to worry. But then you can talk to your senses. I feel these things. I feel these symptoms. I feel these uh, pressures. But Lord, I know the greater one lives in me. I thank you that that's what matters. That you already took the curse from me. That Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law. Which includes spiritual death. I will never go to hell. I'm alive to God. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God. I'm dead to sickness. I'm alive to righteousness. I'm alive to the life of God. Thank you Lord that that's what matters. In the midst of all of this stuff that I'm feeling. Hallelujah. And it also involves every sickness and every disease. Which is still to come on the earth. And it also involves poverty and lack and misery. Christ has redeemed me from this curse. He has given me the blessing of Abraham. I thank you that that's the truth. And I'm going to just count it as a joy to sing to you in the middle of it all. Wow. Praise God. Can you see how you're training your senses, training yourself, training your flesh here to uh, receive what he's talking about here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if we can uh, read this in Canada and then maybe later on put the message if we have not already out there. James 1, 2 to uh, 5. Canada. Nanna sahodarare, nivu nana vidavada sankatagadalli vidiruvaga adandu kevala ananda karavada dindu enisiri. Nimma nambikege aguva parishodane utarme and muntu madutta dindu nivu tiriri. Let's also hear the sixth verse where you can see you need to boldly believe that God is answering you. Actively, hallelujah, and then you receive. Amen, hallelujah. So, in the midst of all of our emotions, all the passions that are stirred in different directions, ideas, thoughts, images that are bombarding us. We have to look away and consider what God's word said and believe God that that's final authority. Amen. Praying, seeking his face for wisdom and God is happy to get involved. Hallelujah. And we have no doubt about it that God is involved in it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's examine and then come back uh, to James. We'll go down the road here to a little scripture over there in Exodus uh, let's go and see that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Exodus uh, chapter 30. Praise God. Let me make sure I get it. It really blessed me as I was studying. Uh, I think we need it. So I'll just get it out. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I'm sorry, Exodus 13. Exodus 13. Familiar scripture, but you know, the context is this really great. Let's read uh, from maybe verse 16. Shall be a token upon thine hand, frontlets between thine eyes. For by strength of hand the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt. He's saying that all of these signs were to be followed so that they will remember the Lord brought them out of Egypt with his hand. Amen? Not their own hand. They had to remember that. Verse 17. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and return to Egypt. This is how God thinks. He's saying, you know what? I can't let them go that way because I know them. They may give up and go back to Egypt because of the war. Because of what they're seeing. They faint, they quit and go back to Egypt. So I'm going to show them another way. This is our God. Amen? Let me read it from the Amplified. Notice, when Pharaoh let the people go, God led them not by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was nearer. For God said, lest the people change their purpose when they see war and return to Egypt. Hallelujah. There's a possibility that we can change our purpose just because of the things that we are seeing. What's in the news? What's, you know, what's the world saying? What the battle is like? There is a real battle out there, but it's not against flesh and blood. We are fighting demonic spirits that are controlling this present age. And God knows us very well. And he knows what we can bear. And he knows the way we think. And he knows that this is probably not going to be easy for us. So he'll show us another way. Say amen. <laughs> That's how touched he is with the feeling of our infirmities. That's how much he's concerned with us. The God who says, I have good plans for you. Isn't this a good plan? Right there, <clears throat> in the midst of all of that, he said, I don't want them to go by the way of the Philistines. That when they see war... They may quit. Of course, they see war. The answer should be they'll win. But because of the emotions, <clears throat> they'll quit. And they say, just take me back to Egypt. Let me just go back under bondage. Let me just go live the way I used to. This believer life is too much. Meanwhile, victory is guaranteed. The Lord will fight for you. You just stand there and see the salvation of the Lord, etc., etc., etc. Right? But at that stage, the emotions and the baggage and all of that sensual stuff going on, he knows where you are. He's trying to lead you across another way so that you will have the victory. Say amen. Hallelujah. It's like, we'll come back there another day when you are prepared. Can you see that? Of course, you have to deal with these things, but we'll go around and next time when you're ready, we'll deal with it. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can read Exodus 1317 also in Canada. Hallelujah. So you can see a God who's actively involved in our lives, 
sincerely bothered about what we're going to. He knows what we, the way we think. He sees as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. God sees our heart. And he says, I want you to think like I'm thinking. And you can enjoy the will of God. Hallelujah. So you're like a man, but you're thinking like God. What will God do in this situation? And you're training yourself to live like that. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we're not just coming to church to salve our conscience and make ourselves happy that, oh, I showed up. It's a process that we are preparing for to deal with the challenges of life because I'm telling you, there is a great benefit in doing it God's way. Something that you will never ever regret. That you did it God's way. That you did God's will rather than your will. Hallelujah. Amen. God understands fully. Did we read that? Uh, yeah. Let's go back to James chapter 1 and observe there. Notice there it says in verse 12, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. There is a crown to gain from enduring and not giving up. You know, there are various mentions of crowns in the Bible. You know, and uh, you, know, you can study it out for yourself. But there is a crown for actually not quitting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know that these things are going to be on us forever? That this guy never gave up. <laughs> look at him. He's shining. This lady, look at her. Can you see that crown on her? This is the plan of God. That you will be excited about these things forever. Meanwhile, you prayed, you talked to him, you used his thinking, and still he crowned you. Hallelujah. He loves that. He loves working with us. He loves going ahead, seeing everything, and then saying, let's go this way. See, they needed that wisdom to know which way should we go. And God said, I know you guys. If you see war, you'll quit. So let's go this way. So God has plans in the wisdom of God for each situation you're going through. So it, it just makes sense to be cheerful. Hey, God's on my side. If God is for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. I can say to these things. If the Lord is for me, you cannot successfully stand against me. Famine, pestilence, all those demonic things that are out there today, you cannot affect me. Hallelujah. I am not just a lamb led to the slaughter. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Hallelujah. Nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. God has promised to them that love him. So here you have this um, love combination also thrown in. That we look to him that loved us. And then we say, Lord, you know I love you. Help me to go through this thing. Help me to endure this thing. Help me to joyfully, excitedly continue. Amen. My faith life is going to come out. So, you know, we don't really believe that you know, you should have tests. But listen to the message. The devil will test you. The problems will test you. The challenges are coming. But you are a winner. 
you were made like that. Hallelujah. That is your material. You were cut out of winning material. You were made in Christ. Hallelujah. And so work with it. Let's go with God. Hallelujah. Let's hear uh, James 1.12. Canada also. Praise God. So your faith life is going to be exposed. The true foundations are going to be shown. What did you really build your life on? And why is all of that there? So that you can receive some crowns. Amen. This is how the crowns are going to be uh, valued that you did this, you chose that, you acted this way in the midst of the challenge, the exam. This is what you did, and so this is why you are crowned. Hallelujah, amen. So sometimes you may have to keep coming back to the same situation financial or emotional or you know, forgiveness that's a hard one. Phew, offense, Woo. you know, all of that. And you have to keep going back to the Lord and saying, forgive me, Lord. I bless them. I pray for them. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Let's go off to James 1 and notice the third verse now from the message. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Amen. It is under pressure that your faith life is actually forced into the open. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature, well-developed, not deficient in any way. No deficiencies. Isn't that interesting that you are maturing, you have no deficiency? Wow, that's the target to which he's planning. That you will say, wow, the Lord planned for me. His plans are good to give me the expected end. Hallelujah. Oh, without deficiency. To mature. All of us have to go through these things. Amen. So, notice that it is not a matter of if, but when. When you face trials. Not if. They are definitely coming. When you face trials, count it all joy. Amen. Because this is when the actual makeup of your faith is going to come out into the open. When the true colors are going to be seen. Hallelujah. So let's work with God. Let's rely on Him. Let's yield to Him. Let's look to Him. And we will see victory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go to James um, and look at another scripture there which will help. Thank you, Father. Hmm, that sound reminds me of those bus journeys. That's not easy. <laughs> In James chapter 2, look at verse 20. He says, But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Hallelujah. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works and by works was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God and was imputed unto him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. What is certificate? Friend of God. I believe that you will see it written all over Father Abraham that day. Friend of God. Amen. So God sees your righteousness. God sees your new creature status. He sees the new man. He sees the Holy Spirit inside you. He sees the life of God. He sees your faith. But people don't see it. So that's why the works must be produced. To show the world that through the problem, like everybody else was going through, you stayed with the word, you said things, you acted on some things, and lo and behold, you got the victory. God already knows it. God already saw the end from the beginning. God has not changed. He knows everything. Hallelujah. And so more, more than anybody else, you are, you are trying to show the world, show the believer this is the way it's done. Amen. So you're vital. You're so important. What you do with your faith is so important to everybody around you. Hallelujah. And you have world overcoming faith. You have world overcoming faith. Whatever is out there in this age, this present evil age, your faith overcomes it. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And who is it that overcomes the world? But he that believes Jesus, Son of God. You and I have a common faith, basic faith, that will win the world anytime. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? So it's time to say, okay, I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to laugh through this whole thing, knowing that I'm a winner from the beginning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can read James 2.20 and then... Uh, 20, all the way to 22, or rather 23. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So here we are, you know, having to show to everyone what our real faith life is like. What is the true foundation in our life? That's what we're here for. God sees it. God already sees your heart. God knows your thoughts. God knows your faith. God knew that they could faint, that they could give up. If they saw war at that point, they were not ready to even see war. Hallelujah. So you and I are being built up like that, and He sees our progress, and He knows what you can bear. Praise God. So let's trust Him. Let's lean on Him. Notice 1 John 5 says in verse 4, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Not somebody else's great faith, but our faith. Woo! Glory to God. And to make it clear, who is he that overcomes the world? Verse 5 says, But he that believes Jesus the Son of God. You believe Jesus the Son of God. Can you see the power of that revelation that came to you one day when you said, Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is God. 
Whoa, hallelujah. And you called upon his name. That revelation has power within it to overcome anything in this age. <laughs> wow, dynamite. So he's saying, now just let's, let's handle those emotions now. Let's handle all of those passionate feelings and all of those thoughts, all of that counsel that's coming from out there, and let us focus on what God said rather than those feelings. Let us teach our feelings the word of God. This is what God said. Let's dig deeper into the word. Let's draw into prayer. Let us hear the counsel of God. Amen? So that's not the time to run away. It's the time to draw in. It's the time to get closer, to walk with Him. Because, you know, God has a good plan for you to win. God has a purpose for you to receive a crown so that you will endure to the end, that you won't quit. And you can always run to Him and say, Forgive me, Lord. In my mind, I quit. But Lord, you know, forgive me. And He is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear 1 John 5, 3 and 4 also in Canada. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to a familiar scripture over there in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. When for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God that become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You know that at the end of it all, it's about your senses being trained by the word that says you are the righteousness of God. You are a new creature. You are God inside actually God is living inside you you are as he is and our minds have to just agree with that and we need to just stick with the program it doesn't matter you fell again so what you rise up the righteous man falls seven times but he still stands up hallelujah and you just keep going you just keep plodding on you just keep putting one leg in front of the other and lo and behold, one day soon it will be over and you get your crown. <laughs> you go home and shine forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Otherwise it's boring, it's mundane. It's nothing special. Yeah, okay, I'm saved. Well, that's it. Yeah, just eat, drink, Yeah, do your job, blah, blah. This is what makes it interesting. The test, the trials. It's time to rejoice. Woo! Finally we have a test. Woo-hoo-hoo! I'm going to show my praise and my honor by faith. I'm going to step out there and act on the word of God. And people are going to see it and they'll say, that's the way to do it. That's the example. So even though Elijah was a man of like passions as we are, 
when he decided to tune in to God and press in, the results were amazing. So that's all that matters. You also have your problems, but when you press into God, tune into God, testimonies come out. Whoa, glory to God. Job was not perfect. He had his problems. Man, he spoke some stuff. But guess what? In the end, when he made some adjustments, whoa, what a story came out of that place. Glory to God. People started naming their children after Job's children. Ecclesia, you know, and so on. Amen. Like, I want to be among the number from that family. It's like that. The testimonies come out. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we have this urge on the inside that is thrilling. You say, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Inside. Here's like, no, not again. No, no. It's not the time for this. This is when I was just beginning to chill out and relax. Ah, but from inside, woo, let's do this. It's time to show what we've been believing. It's time to actually show the world that we are winners, that we always win, that there's a line dividing our life from the rest of the world, that we are the victors. And they need to see it. And sometimes a message seen is better than a message preached. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes they need to see it. Rather than just... They need to see it. They need to see, wow, this guy is going through the same problems that we are going through. But look at him. He's just joyful. He's just excited. And look at the results. He's receiving also in the midst of it all. She's receiving in the midst of it all. Hallelujah. So there we are, you know. It's that, that power that belongs to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can hear uh, Hebrews 5, verse, uh, maybe we'll just do verse 12. So God wants us to mature also. doesn't want us to always remain babies, you know, carried around like in the wilderness. He was literally carrying them around, you know, giving them water, manna every day. But finally when they got to Gilgal, he said, now let's do this. You start doing some stuff. Amen. So by Joshua 5, they had to start sowing and reaping and receiving. Amen. That's where we are today. You know, in the midst of it all, you may see, pow, major miracles. But there's always the usual laws of God that you are putting into practice. And they're producing for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And the world can see it. Praise God. Let's look at something as we are winding down over there in Ephesians. Praise God. So keep praying these prayers for revelation, for understanding, that you will be filled with the knowledge of His will, with all wisdom, spiritual understanding, revelation, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. You will know why He called you, what is on the inside of you, the power that's working towards the believer, the name that's been given to you, etc. Because it comes by revelation. It's not available just by natural things. Amen? Notice Ephesians, the fourth uh, chapter. Look at verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. So don't give him inroads. Find out places that are possible in your thinking that the enemy can enter through. And don't give him that place. 
Notice what has happened to someone in verse 28. Let him that stole steal no more. This is some life there. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that need it. Wow, this guy was a thief. Look at how much the transformation has worked. He now gives to those that are in need. Glory to God. That's the power of the new birth. That's the power of the word. That's the power of revelation. That the enemy has no place in him. He's no longer a thief. He is now a person that gives to those who have need. That's the life we're talking about. Amen. That you were this, you were that, you were the other, whatever else. But you trained yourself in the word of God. You yielded to revelation. And now you're the guy that is helping people in such situations. Glory to God. People who have need. People who are struggling in that area. You're the one that's blessing them. You're the one that's providing for them. You are their answer. Hallelujah. That's the word of God. That's what is going to happen through our lives in Jesus' name. That is our future. Hallelujah. We came out of these things. We are now a blessing. We are now able to turn things around and be the answer that they're looking for. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's see if we can hear Ephesians 4, 27 and 28 also in Canada. Hallelujah. The enemy lost his grip on us so much, we turned everything around, and now we are the ones that are blessing others. <laughs> Glory to God. Wow, that's God. That's God. Only God can do that. I know this guy. He was a bandit. He was a robber. He was a no good, useless fellow. He's the one that's blessing you guys now. He's the one. <laughs> that's the new birth. That's the testimony. Woo! That's the victory. That is the life of God unveiled in us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. It pays. It pays. Amen. It pays. Let's go off as we, uh, you know, consider Mark. Let's go to Mark also. The fourth chapter. Thank you, Jesus. God help us. Oh, glory to God. Mark chapter 4. Notice uh, verse 16. Some are like the seed. I'm reading from the message. And some are like the seed that lands in the grave, or gravel, sorry. When they first hear the word, they respond with great enthusiasm. They first respond with great enthusiasm. We don't have much problem in this church like that, like such enthusiastic screaming and shouting, standing on the chairs and, you know, jumping around. They, they are receiving it, but not maybe with such great enthusiasm. And that's all right. Why? Because the next verse says, But there is such shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off, when the emotions wear off, notice emotions are always temporary. All those feelings are temporary. They, are, they make life, uh, you know, kind of spicy and fun, but they should be like spice. They are not the main meal. Have you ever eaten a meal that is just totally spicy and you don't taste anything except the spice? That's not fun. 
right? That's just eating masala. Man, I don't taste anything else. So it can't be based on just feelings. Amen. That is shallow. He says, there is such a shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. Amen. Hallelujah. The seed cast in the weeds represents the ones who hear the kingdom news but are overwhelmed with worries about all the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. The stress strangles what they heard and nothing comes out of it. Hallelujah. Wow. It's an interesting way of looking at it. But you know, there are stranglers there. There are chokers out there. Amen. And don't be moved by the emotions. All of us are going through it. The feelings are coming. The thoughts are coming. In fact, they come in quote in dreams too. But you can say, no, I believe God. I don't care what the dream said. I don't care what the feeling said. I'm going to trust God. Hallelujah. Amen. I hear the kingdom news. I receive it. I'm bringing forth fruit. I'm bringing forth fruit. I'm receiving multiplied increase. The word is working mightily in me. Hallelujah. I'm a winner anytime. Anyhow you shake it, I'm a winner. Praise God. Let's hear um, verse 16 uh, all the way through to verse um, 17. Praise God. Ade Prakara Bandea Nelada Mele, Bittal Patavaru, Akevandu Kedidaga Kudale, Adandu Santosha Dinda Angi Karisi. Tamali Beru Ilada Karana Swalpa Kala Matra Iruvantavaragi Dare, Taruvaya Vakeda Nimitta Upadrava Vagali, Himseyagali, Bandaga Kudale, Avaru Abhyantara Padutare. Let's hear nineteen also. Hallelujah. So we don't have to be fooled by the emotions, by the cares, the worries, the stress. You're too blessed to be stressed. Hallelujah. Say that to yourself every now and then. I'm too blessed to be stressed. 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 I'm a winner anytime, every time, always. God guaranteed that. Jesus paid for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe we can put this also out there in the message. If we have not already, we've done it. Amen. Let's thank God as we worship Him in closing. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you are giving us wisdom. You are giving us counsel. You are showing us how careful you are about our lives. How concerned, touched with the feeling of our infirmities. You know what we are going through right now. And you are providing the way of escape. Ha, ha, ha. You are making a way for us. To handle it. You know where we are. You know what condition we are in right now. And you're giving us the word. You're giving us the access to the victory in every place. Which you already paid for. Which you already gave us in Christ. You're showing us how to handle it. Help us to now rise up with joy, faith and expectation. Forgiving, forgetting, holding nothing against anyone. You're always merciful. No matter what we have said or thought, Lord, thank you that as we mature, we're able to isolate that thought and confess it to the Lord.
that we can pick out the stuff that's wrong and say, Lord, I was wrong. Forgive me for that in Jesus' name. It's part of our maturity to know when we miss it, where we missed it, and confess it to the Lord and receive cleansing and restoration in that area. We worship you for helping us to stand the test of time, to come out and receive the crown. Hallelujah for enduring the crown of life, for enduring no matter what it looked like. Thank you, mighty Holy Spirit, for living big on the inside of us. Thank you for revealing the word to us, revealing Jesus to us. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Don't forget, no matter what you're going through, you've already won. It has already happened. In the name of Jesus. Now we're going to walk through it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you'd like to give, it's a great opportunity. And I'm believing with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. God will cause men to give to your bosom. That's God's law. That's the way God will do it. It'll come back to you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. Angels go. Bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, team. Thank you all. You're blessed.